0: Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome
1: to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
2: And welcome to National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And you are in for a treat this Halloween. Wow, I mean it. You hit the jackpot if you're listening today. What an honor. We have as our guest the daughter of former President Bush, the sister of our current president, Doro Bush Cook. I want to say this before I say anything more about her. I've known her for several years, and here I can tell you she is one of these people that really does walk the talk. She's a wonderful leader in this country for Americans with disabilities, a great humanitarian, and today we're going to talk about her new book, My Father, My President. Dora, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Joyce. I'm really glad to be on the show. Well, I'm delighted to have you on the show. And see, Dora, I'm more under control today. (laughs) (laughs) I know. What I'm talking about is just a few weeks ago, Dora was one of those people that made one of my lifetime dreams come true. And that is that I had told her, Dora, sometime, I hope I can meet your father. And as all of you know, listening to the show today, Dora's father, former President Bush, signed the Americans with Disabilities Act, that great piece of civil rights for all of us. He is the one that made it happen. And she did the most wonderful thing. She sent me an invitation to the christening of the ship that she was the sponsor. I'm sure you saw this on the news, or, you know, I know, Doro, I saw you in the in New York Times, but, you know, when I went to this event, wow, I mean, i never <laughs> been to anything like this before, and I was just totally overwhelmed, but I was more overwhelmed when, afterwards at a private reception, I did get to have that dream come true. I got to meet her father. Her father, my president. It's my hero, my president. Uh, huh. I got to meet him, and I'm going to tell you, I barely got out of my mouth. Thank you for signing the Americans with Disabilities Act. And I was so overwhelmed and so emotional. By the time I saw Dora, I think she thought I was ready to pass out. <laughs> <clears throat> but Dora, I want to personally thank you for oh, doing please. such a wonderful thing to me, for me. Well,
3: you're welcome. Uh, My dad was glad to meet you. You know, I told him about the work that you do. So, um, you know, it was a a good, great moment for him to meet you because he'd heard a lot about you and is proud of what you do. So,
2: So it was a mutual admiration society going on over there. Well, let me tell you, such a kind, wonderful man. That he put his arm around to tell, his arm around me to tell me how important it was what I was doing Mm -hmm. and then insisted for all of you listening to the show that he autographed my card that said disability matters. So here we have it right up here on display in our office. But Doro, I know that had to be an absolutely wonderful day for you. Maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about that day. What it meant for you and your father. Well, it was a great day.
3: the, it was the day that the aircraft carrier, George H.W. Bush, CBN-77, was christened. It was a big day because um, Dad is the first naval aviator and living president ever to have an aircraft carrier named for, you know, name. it was named for someone. Usually the person is not alive when those things happen, so it was just a huge, great honor, and of course, Dad... Um, flew off, um, carriers very different than the one that is in his name today in World War II. And so it was a huge honor. It was great to have my entire family there. Um, the current president, Jeb, my brother, the governor of Florida, my brother Neil, my brother Marvin, all our family. And, um, and what made it so, so very special was that my dad was just so looking forward to it. And it just meant so much to him. And so for us, that brought us a lot of joy. And as the sponsor, I was able to christen the ship, you know, take the bottle of champagne and smash it against the bow of the ship. But also, um, I've learned a lot about what being a sponsor is. And the sponsor is always a woman, um, and your spirit goes with the ship the entire lifetime of the carrier. And so it's its more than smashing a bottle on a ship. its It's... You have a relationship with the crew. You have a relationship with their families. You have a relationship with the captain, um, and so I'll look forward to it in the next—I don't know how many years. I guess fifty years, but um, that and having a relationship with with this, um, you know, magnificent
2: aircraft carrier. Well, then that spirit will be one of kindness, compassion, strength, and leadership. And for all of you listening to the show, if You are a soldier on one of these ships. Know that the sponsor of this ship is someone that cares about those soldiers when they come back with disabilities. So that will be a great honor for them also. And actually, I never knew that, so I'm glad you explained that to our listeners. But it was just an unbelievable day. I thought one of the highlights is when your father was speaking and right almost at the very end of his speech, there was that big bolt of lightning and thunder, and he said, okay, Lord, I'm done now. <laughs> that was cute. I know, yeah. it was cute and was magnificent.
3: It was, you know, it was a rainy day, but it was, somehow it didn't dampen the day. I mean, it was kind of more dramatic and kind of more emphasis on mm-hmm.
2: on what was going on that day. So. That's right. That's exactly how I felt. And, of course, so you know, all of you listening, as she said, her entire family was there, which means, of course, the current president and his wife and also... Um, Donald Roseville, Clarence Thomas. Uh, you know, I mean, it just really, there were so many people there to honor and respect your father that even seated, you know, toward the front colon pile. So many people. And then just so many so, people in the Navy. So many. All. Mm-hmm. And okay. all the shipbuilders were back there also. Yes. That's and and right. I thought that was great.
3: And can you imagine? I mean, you saw the size of that thing. I mean, it's three football fields long. And the work that goes into it, I mean, the shipbuilders, you know, need, have to be commended for this it's just awesome, awesome job they've done with this beautiful aircraft carrier.
2: Well, you know what? I had no idea how large these ships are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I saw this ship, wow, I mean, they're like a building. I mean, they are really large, as you said. I'm sure it looks different from when your father was in the Navy, but I'm sure, Doro... All of that meant so much to him, but you being the sponsor, I'm sure, also meant a lot to him. Well, it was, it it meant a lot to me,
3: that's for sure. But it it kind of came at a at a great time because literally the day before the christening, the book came out, and the book is, of course, about my dad, and um, he and I have a very close relationship, and so um, it was it was just kind of kind of flowed into this christening, and then it
2: just kind of all fit together so nicely, you know. And your father and your mother both look wonderful, and I know your father still travels extensively throughout the world trying to do humanitarian efforts for people who are disadvantaged one way or another. Isn't that correct? Yeah, that's true. He's always
3: um, still continues his work with um, Katrina and does all kinds of, um, you know, he's, uh, in the book I, I talk about the greatest influence in my dad's life was his mother. You know, his dad was a United States senator for 10 years from the state of Connecticut and he he set the example for public service for my dad and my dad really admired him, but I really think that um that it was his mother who taught him the very basic lessons that he learned in life which are be kind to others you know, help the other guy. Think less of yourself and think more about other people and, um, you know, pick a guy up when they're down. And and so those are the very basic lessons that he still adheres to today at 82 years of age. And so I think, you know, he could be – I have a – make a speech about um the book and when I go around talking about it and one of the things I say is, you know, he's given retirement a bad name. <laughs> You know, he should be sitting, sitting at home playing shuffleboard and complaining about the government full-time. But instead, he's, you know, out there giving back, and something I really admire about him.
2: Yes, that is true. That, that is how he is. He has never, ever stopped, ever, giving back. And we're going to talk more about that as soon as we come back from break. You are listening to Dora Bush Cook, the author of My Father, My President, Truly a great leader for all people with disabilities. We'll be right back. You're listening to Joyce Bender, Disability Matters, on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away.
0: The world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
4: To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000.
0: The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
5: If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender.
2: And welcome back to the show, and what a great show. We're talking to Doro Bush Cook, the author of My Father, My President, Daughter, President Bush, sister of the current president. And I think we have a caller on the line right now. Okay.
6: Good afternoon. I'm a 10th grader at Fox Chapel High School in Pittsburgh. Please pass on my gratitude to your father for signing the Americans with Disability Act into law in 1990. It has made a tremendous difference in the lives of so many people.
2: Oh, I sure will. I sure will. Tyler, it is great to hear from a young person with a disability because you are what we need for the future to change the way people think. Isn't that right, Dora? Yeah, definitely. Tyler, what do you do? You're in the 10th grade. Are you, What are
3: you studying?
6: Well, I'm currently this is my first semester at Fox Chapel Area High School, and I'm, st- and I'm currently taking English 10, academic biology, German 3, and playing in the symphonic band, and ta- learning about health and safety.
3: Oh my lord, you got a heavy load there. Well that's great. That's wonderful.
6: I got a and I also got a question for you, Dora. Sure. Sure. I know that you are very involved with organizations that focus on improving the lives of people with disabilities.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: What do you think I can do to become a leader in that in the disability community?
3: Wow. Do you have do you have any interest in public service in any way? Um you know, we need good people to run for office.
6: That's Yeah, but I just want to be a teacher when I grow up.
3: You want to be a teacher? Oh, fantastic. Well, then there's lots of um, community organizations you can join and you can, um, you know, you work hard, and, and uh, that's one way to become a leader in the disability community. Um,
2: and what do you think, Joyce? What else? I think that you said it all because, Dora, being a teacher, being a teacher... You impact a child every single day. Yes. And, and Tyler, your passion and dedication, you can make a difference just by getting involved in so many different disability organizations across the United States. And you know what, Tyler? Yeah. I know you will make a difference. Thank you. And it sounds like you, uh, just
3: by simply being who you are, you're going to be setting a great example for others, just living your life, um, you know, trying to make a difference um, is, is other people see that and, and other people will join you. And
2: and that's how you can be a leader, too. Um, it sounds like you already are one. Yeah, right. I, that's what I say. I agree with you. Tyler, thank you for calling in. You're welcome. Thanks, Tyler.
6: Thanks, Joy. Thank, thanks, Dora. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. Now there's what we need right there. Yeah, that's we need it. more and more young people with disabilities, wanting to work to be a leader in this country. You know, we should talk for a moment about, let's get started about your book, but we should talk a moment about what made you decide to write that book. Sure. You know, what made you decide one day, I I want to write this book about my father? Well, um, what happened
3: was, it was actually the idea of an administrative assistant who um, was with my dad when he was the president of the White House, and she kept these very personal daily files. Not the public papers, but the personal files of the correspondences he personally made every day the notes, the phone calls, the, um, what he did on a personal basis every day. And no one had ever seen or used those files before. And so um, she approached my dad about three years ago and she said, You know, I have these great files no one's ever seen, very historic that tells the personal side of your life. And I was thinking maybe someday Doro could write a book. She and I were friends. And and so my dad was surprised when he heard this, and so he contacted me. And I was surprised because neither of us knew about these files. And um, and so I immediately accepted the project. But then um, Dad emailed me, and I wrote back, absolutely, I'd be honored to do it. And then I splat... Panicked because of course I really didn't know what I was doing at first <laughs> So the first thing I did was to um, was to um, write a hundred oh, uh, take my parents Christmas card list and write a bunch of um, write a letter to them asking them for stories about my dad and then um, I got over 167 letters back filled with wonderful oh, stories Oh that was a great idea yeah about how dad had touched their lives. Then I knew the book needed to be chronological, and so there were holes in the story. So then that's when I interviewed over 135 people, um, including all the living presidents, all most of the world leaders who were in office when my dad was president, and then colleagues and friends and you name it. I, I either got stories from them or interviewed them. And so that made up a lot of the research for the book. And then, of course, I had access to the George H.W. Bush Library and College Station. And that was incredibly helpful because any time I needed any historic document or any information at all over the fax would come or FedEx or, you know, and so that was a huge part of the book. But the person who was the biggest help in the book was, of course, my dad. And so I was able to work with him very closely. I remember my brother Marvin said to me, you know, Daryl, uh, I told him about the project. And he said, you know, Doral, I'm really jealous. I said, why? And he said, because you're going to get to spend extra time with Dad. And we all, you know, really love our Dad. So, um, And it was just that. I mean, it was, it was an extraordinary experience to be able to spend time with him. And he was a huge part of the book, not only because it's about him, but he would read it. And he would say, "Now you, oh, you should contact this person or add this in because this is what happened,
2: or this isn't quite accurate, but this is." And so it was great. And let me tell you, if you're listening to the show right now, the name of this book, "My Father, My President," by Doro Bush Cook. I'm going to tell you, this book is tremendous. It is a personal account of the life of George H.W. Bush, and I would encourage you to run right out to the store and get it when you're done with listening to the show today and tell all your friends about it because this is a tremendous holiday gift. It was just published only like, well, when the christening a couple weeks ago then, right? Yeah, so October 6th. October 6th. It was just published October 6th. You won't be able to miss it because it also has a fantastic photograph right on the front of Dora with her father. But it really is not only entertaining, very informative, very historic, because you know so many of the people that she talked about are, as she said, presidents, uh, world leaders. It really is tremendous And as a person with a disability, you need to get this book because this is the president who signed the Americans with Disabilities Act. Dora, one thing that I thought was very interesting is that the world has seen President Clinton and President Bush together often, your father, doing humanitarian work, doing ads for Katrina, you know, doing so many things. And you talk about that in your book. I I think that that probably surprised so many people, uh, but personally it didn't surprise me because I think if your father as being just a very good, genuine person who is not partisan, but who is bipartisan, uh, but I w- wanted to know, could you comment on that for a little bit? Sure. Well, um, one
3: of the funny things someone once said to me was, you know, if your father A friend of mine said this: If your father invites President Clinton to Kenny Bunkport, then I know he's really lost it. And of course, he immediately invited him to Kenny (laughs) Bunkport, and he's been there twice. And so, um, but one of the greatest, um, you know, things to explore in the book was, of course, their relationship. And President Clinton could not have been more gracious about. being interviewed, I went to his house in Washington and interviewed him for over an hour. And then I have seen him a lot since, because he and Dad are together a lot. And um, spent the weekend with him up in Maine for one of those weekends. And they really have a very genuine relationship. Um, you can imagine on both sides of the aisle, the people saying to Dad, "Oh my Lord, what are you hanging out with him?" And people saying to President Clinton, "Gosh, why are you hanging out with him?" And but none of that matters to them um, because they've come together for the common good, you know, and and are doing such healing work. It's it's wonderful. But I love the story in the book that my father's chief of staff tells. Her name is Jean Becker about when uh, Dad travels to the tsunami to see the tsunami damage with President Clinton, and they're on the plane together, and um, and President Clinton treats my dad with such respect as an elder statesman and and offers, you know, him to have the bed for sleeping. And, you know, of course, Dad being innately polite, they argue over who gets the bed, and no, no, you have the bed, no, no, you have the bed. But anyway, but Jean said they got off the plane, and and, you know, my dad's 82, and President Clinton is much younger, and President Clinton is holding his arm to make sure he doesn't stumble, and then the ground is rough, and so President Clinton is, again making sure he doesn't fall and holding his arm. And so it's a very tender, genuine relationship. Um, I give credit to my dad for extending the hand of fellowship because, of course, he was the one who lost the election and yet wanted to make sure that, you know, they could work together and made it okay for them to be friends, I think.
2: And that is, of course,
3: and what is a great leader. Yeah, and so it, it's been wonderful. And, and President Clinton, you know, he's, He's a very nice man, and, um, and you know, beyond all the rhetoric of, you know, politics in Washington, it is possible for, um, people from, you know, different sides of the aisle to come together, and this is living proof, and it's
2: such a great example. Well, you know what, Dora? That's what I thought when I read that. I thought, here's the example right now for this country. You know how we're always talking about how divided we are? Yeah. You know the blue states, the red states, all of this. Well, when it comes to the disability situation, believe me, we got to be bipartisan and there two two great men that have set a great example for the rest of the country to follow. And we'll talk more about former president George H.W. Bush. With his daughter Doro. Soon as we come back from break, you're listening to Joyce Bender, America's voice on VoiceAmerica.com. Don't go away.
0: From our home to your speakers, VoiceAmerica.com.
4: I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are 2.5 million Americans with the condition, and 1 in 10 Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000.
7: Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood jet set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveras Celebrity Travel Talk with president of Treveras, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcast each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel.
1: Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com.
5: If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender.
2: And welcome back. And we are talking to my friend and the friend of all Americans with disabilities, Doria Bush Cook, who, so you all know, as I said, isn't just talking about this. Does volunteer work, has tried to help me in the area of employment, has done so much for the National Rehab Hospital and never, ever, ever acts pretentious, ever. You must have, this must go through your whole family. Remember you said the, your your father's mother mm-hmm. had that influence on him. And in this book that Dora wrote, My Father, My President, that is out right now, just came out in hardback on October 6th. The book is absolutely wonderful and talks about many, many, many things of course, I love the part of the book where it talks about people with disabilities and the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And as is mentioned by Doro in the book, you know not everyone, not all the conservatives were gun ho about this being passed, but President Bush was determined, stuck to it, and helped all of us by making this happen. I wanted to ask you, uh, Doro, what do you think made your father so passionate about helping Americans with disabilities because I know he has never stopped being involved in disability events ever since that day. Well, I think he just knew how important it is. I mean, this is
3: a huge population of Americans that count, that count just like every other American. And so um, he just had a passion for it. He had good people around him that... You know, uh, Boyd and Gray and others that, um, were passionate about it as well. So they were able to stand up against the people you were explaining about that were not quite so passionate about it. Um, my dad, um, we were talking earlier about bipartisanship. Um, that's something I'm very proud of my dad for. Um, able to work with people like Tony Coelho and people, and listen to people like that on the other side of the aisle who, um, also shared the same passion and they were able to work together so um, it was just something um, that was innate you know something he really believed strongly and continues to believe strongly in and um, so I'm just really proud of all of that I mean I think to do something that affects 45 million people at the time or you know the numbers better than I do but um, it's huge it's huge and and I'm, I'm just glad he he wanted to be a part of it, and I'm glad he you know was able to make some important changes that needed to be made.
2: And, and I am also proud that our former governor was at that time the United States Attorney General, Dick mm-hmm. Thornburg, and that Dick and Jenny still to this day also, as a matter of fact, Jenny was just recently, two weeks ago, on the show talking about the work she's doing in the area of Uh, freedom of worship, whether it's at a synagogue, mosque, or church for people with disabilities. But as you mentioned, he had so many people, you know, working with him uh, across the board, both sides, both sides, no doubt about it. But, you know, he is passionate about it because even that day when I met him, as people were in line, you know, giving their congratulations, of course, he's so gracious. He's nice to everyone and makes everyone, you know, feel special. But when I went up and I got to the part about disabilities, you could just see that change in him, that that in his eyes. I mm-hmm. mean, he really, really cares about this. Um, and, and as I told Doro before I got on the air, what overwhelmed me that moment is when I shook his hand, all I could think of were all the millions of Americans with disabilities who are able to work and who have access into buildings, who now have access to TTY and to equality of life, all of it, because one person stood up and signed that legislation that day. And and for all of us, what a great day that is, July 26, 1990, which I'm sure, and your father has said this when I've heard him speak, is one of his proudest days. Mm -hmm. But I wanted you to mention to our listeners, Doro, I'm sure you remember that very well. What, what What is your remembrance of how that was for your father? Of that day? Yes. Well, it was a beautiful day.
3: Um, it was a day filled with emotion. It was a day um, I remember seeing my dad. I was there that day for the signing on the White House lawn. And um, I remember, you know, just a huge lump in my throat. But I remember seeing my dad up there. And, you know, I know him I know him like the back of my hand and um I could see the the tears in the eyes. I could see um you know, him looking out in the crowd, many disabled people there. Um and I could see how proud he was to um take part with others, you know. He didn't do it alone and he gives credit to so many people around him. Um but but just i could
2: I could just tell um, the enormous emotion um, that went along with that day for him. What a great day. And you know, as a woman with epilepsy and a hearing loss, and for all Americans with disabilities, we know that that was our day of freedom. That mm-hmm. was our day of freedom and and we are so thankful that that was signed. I think of some great people that I know if they were still here with us right now would, you know, also be wanting to stand in line, and that would be Justin Dart.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and Evan Kemp, who, by the way, I have a photograph on my wall of the ADA and of a photograph of the signing with your father. Mm-hmm. And Evan Kemp is seated there, who, of course, you know, um, passed away, as did Justin. Mm-hmm. But so many people so proud that day. And once again... A great example for this country of bipartisan work, and I think I'm not sure now. Your mother wasn't she involved with that national rehab hospital also? Yeah, she was. She she did some things there. Um, yeah, she was. And then you, and then you are
3: still involved, correct? Oh, uh, very much involved. I sit on the board of directors now, and um, you know, I, it'll be a hospital that I'll stay. Um, Associated with as long as I can, um, the person who started the hospital um, was paralyzed from the waist down at a very young age, and he uh, started this most successful hospital mainly because he's a guy who knows what it's like to be disabled and knows what um, you know what needs to be done. And he's a great example of you know, um, you know, making major accomplishments. Um, turning your life into something very important. And um, he's a huge role model for me at Eckenhoff, and uh,
2: I admire him greatly for what he's done. And that National Rehab Hospital is gigantic. You know, when you're hearing Doro tell that story, believe me, this hospital is very impressive and has done so much to help people, you know, who have an injury and then go through some form of rehabilitation. One thing I want to ask you right now, so that my listeners will know this, Doro. Uh, I assume best way to purchase your book is just to go to a Barnes and Noble or, or Borders, yeah. you know, wherever their local bookstore is. If for some reason they do not have it, can you go to AOL or, or... you
3: can go to Amazon.com or you can go to BarnesandNobles.com or um, it's at Costco, it's at Walmart it's at all, you know, you can pretty much get it anywhere and everywhere. So, um
2: All right, now, did you hear that? You can go to Costco, Walmart, Barnes and Noble, you can get it anywhere. That's good that it's in so many different locations for so many people. So, you know what that means. Remember, Great Holiday Gift, My Father, My President by Dora Bush Cook, and I'm telling you you will love this book. It really is So interesting and inspiring reading about President Bush and what made him the great man that he is today. If you can't get it that way, as she said, amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com. And with that, I wanted to ask you one more thing, and that was do you think your father would have believed, Doro, that all these years later we would still have this big problem with employment for people with disabilities? Yeah, I don't I
3: I don't think he would have believed it. I think um you know, it's just it's just thank God for what you do and uh what your company does because it's just it's just a shame. I mean, it's just it's not right. And in order to um turn things around, we need more joy
2: spenders in the world. Wow. Well, Doro, you know, I I really appreciate that comment, but I got to tell you what I, Tony Cuello, the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, who Dora mentioned, Tony Coelho admires uh, former President Bush so much. As a matter of fact, you know, he said to me that he is one of the greatest presidents for what he did, that no other president has signed a legislation like this over the past, you know, 20 years or so, you know, up, up until of course 1964 when the civil rights act you know was signed because it freed so many people and he is admired by so many and yet here we are they're not listening to your father and every time i speak somewhere i say that remember he wanted freedom now yeah. he wanted people working now that was the whole point of the americans with disabilities act yeah Well, I hope people are inspired by the book. I hope they'll um, read about this
3: man's life and maybe want to continue his legacy and um, get people employed.
2: Okay, there's a challenge. There's a challenge for you right there. (laughs) After you read this book, that's a great challenge from President Bush's daughter and the sister of the current president. Why don't you read this book and see, look, what one person can do you can do the same thing. Because you know what? You don't have to be president to hire someone. But that still provides freedom. And, you know, it's not always, it's not,
3: it's the little things in life, too. It's not, one of the chapters is entitled Master of the Small Gesture. And and really, my dad is just that. It's not always, you don't feel like, oh, it's so overwhelming, I have to make enormous, sweeping changes. If everyone did just one little thing um, towards the goal of, employing people with disabilities, you know, hire one person, start with that, then um, we're going to make some enormous changes.
0: conversation at a click of a mouse voice i'm
4: garcelle beauvais nylon when i played a da on nypd blue i got all the facts before trying a case yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy there are two and a half million americans with the condition and one in ten americans will have a seizure in their lifetime people with epilepsy want to lead normal lives but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000.
1: At least 90% of sports success requires mental strength. And the greater the competitive level, the more critical it becomes to build that mental muscle. Tune into Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Your host, Jim Meyer, sports psychology coach, consultant, and author, offers practical, powerful, and positive mental game tools, tips, and techniques. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental game with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, right here on America's Voice, Voice America.
0: The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
5: If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
4: I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are 2.5 million Americans with the condition, and 1 in 10 Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000.
1: At least 90% of sports success requires mental strength, and the greater the competitive level, the more critical it becomes to build that mental muscle. Tune into Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Your host, Jim Myers, sports psychology coach, consultant, and author, offers practical, powerful, and positive mental game tools, tips, and techniques. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental game with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, right here on America's Voice, Voice America.
0: The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
5: If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: And welcome back to the show. And you have been listening today to Dora Bushcook, author of My Father, My President. What a great person she is. Dora had to leave because she had an engagement she had to be at, so had to leave a few minutes early. But that was okay with us because we were so happy to have her for the majority of the show. And I just want to mention again, her book is called My Father, My President, a personal account of the life of George H.W. Bush. And I was to give from Doro a special greeting to a young man that was calling in. I think he is on the line. Is Marty on the line?
8: Yeah. Um, hello. It's uh, such an honor to speak with both of you. Hi, Marty. Uh, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? Um,
2: I, I just want to make a comment here, Marty. Doro had to leave. She had to take off because she had an emergency situation or, you know, an engagement she had to go to. But... I think you wanted to make a comment about uh, about the signing of the ADA. Is that correct?
8: Uh, yeah, that is correct. I would like to extend my gratitude to your father for signing the uh, ADA into law. Okay. It's been, it's been such a remarkable impact on so many people,
2: including yes, me. Well, and I want to make a comment about Marty. Marty is in a uh, youth leadership program, as is another young man, Tyler, that called here earlier today. And so since I know that this show is going to be replayed for former President Bush and will be archived on our website, what was your question, Marty?
8: Um, When your father signed the ADA into law, he said let the shameful walls of exclusion finally come tumbling down. Sixteen years later, some of these walls still exist. What advice do you think your dad would give to a young person with a disability facing barriers today?
2: All right, Marty, thank you. And I do have, because I had uh, the emailed some of these young people and had some of their questions ahead of time, and her answer for you is that you should get involved personally as a young leader and speak out because too many people today do not speak out. And I want to tell you the future of this country is going to change if, We have people like Marty out there working for us and speaking for us. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of all these young people. I'm so proud of them and how they're trying to make a difference that this particular show is not only archived by Voice America and my company, but the copies are being sent uh, for Doro and her father. So, Marty, you keep up the good work, and thank you for calling in.
8: Thank you for giving me the opportunity.
2: All right. Have a good day. You too. And we've been talking about Doro and about her book, My Father, My President. Doro was on the show today and told about how she spent so much time working with her father on her own to get this book put together. And to her, that was one of the best parts, spending so much time with former President Bush. And do we have another caller on the line? Hello. Hello. Hi, Joyce. Is this Chris? Yeah, it is. It's Christine Griffin. How are you? Hey, Chris, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm
9: sorry Dora had to leave. You know, I just wanted to call in and say, although I haven't read the book, I'm I'm looking forward to it because, you know, as everybody knows, you know, her father did some amazing things for the advancement of people with disabilities in this country, so um, I just wanted to to tell her how much we appreciate that, and, and let him know how much we appreciate all that he's done. Well, just, well, well, we'll do that in person,
2: <laughs> Chris, because um, we we're going to set up some type of event for this for more signings of these books. And um, I had mentioned to Dora before. For our listeners, she is Commissioner Christine Griffin of the United States Equal Employment Opportunity commission in washington dc she is a leader in this country here's that example of bipartisanship right here yep. and every time i talk to her she tells me we need both sides to make a difference and i want to say that chris griffin commissioner christine griffin has truly become a leader in the united states in the area of employment issues and boy we have a long way to go but I think you'll agree we all have to work together to make it happen.
9: Yeah, we should do and and as you said, it's a bipartisan issue. No one escapes this and we really do need everyone on board when we talk about employment of people with disabilities. Where our unemployment rate is, you know, I don't care whether you say it's sixty percent, seventy five percent, either either figure is, is unacceptable and it's and it's higher than any other group in the country and you know, when we talk specifically about uh, employment in the federal sector, um, we've seen declines in that over the last 15 years, and we really have to turn this around. So,
2: well, I just say, uh, uh, President Bush, if you're listening to this show, because I know Dora told him about it, that Chris Griffin is really spending her time every day trying to finally bring those walls down that that young person with a disability talked about that called in, and that's what we need. People like her that, you know, have not become complacent. Just as she said, you know what I hate? I hate when people argue about that percentage rate. Right. Don't you hate that? Yes, I do. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Even if it's 50%, I mean, they'll start saying, it's not 70, it's maybe 50, maybe 55, and then I'll say, uh-huh, well, what is it for everyone else? 4.9. Less than 5 Less than 5%. Exactly. No, well, so we com- Come on. Yeah, I know. But, it. Whether it's right. 50, 60, I don't care if it's 40%. That's what I say. That is astronomical. But, it is uh, astronomical. Commissioner Griffin, we all applaud you. And, President Bush, I can tell you that she really has her heart and soul into the Americans with Disabilities Act Um, and we're all behind you. If you want to find out more about what they're doing, do you go to the USEEOC website? Yep, eeoc.gov, and click
9: on the LEAD initiative, L-E-A-D, and you can um, look at what we're trying to do to reverse the declining trend of, of the employment of people with severe disabilities in the federal government. We're focusing on the federal government because we as the federal government should be the model employer. And once we start well on our way to becoming that model employer, we can then turn and focus on everybody else.
2: (laughs) That's right. And that is, again, give them the website again. It's
9: www.eeoc.gov. G-O-V, and then click on the LEAD, L-E-A-D, Leadership for Employment of Americans with Disabilities. Click on that section of the website, and it will take you to our initiative and what we're trying to do in the federal government.
2: All right, and Commissioner Griffin, what do you think about those young people with disabilities calling in wanting to be leaders? I think that's great because that's what we need. We need leaders in this community, especially younger
9: ones that are going to come up behind us older ones and take over and speak out about, you know, different issues that are affecting their lives. And that's one right. of the key ones is going to be employment. They want jobs. They want to work. They've been mainstream. They've been told all their lives that they're equal to everybody else in the society, and they want jobs. And I hope we can make sure that they're available for them when they get
2: there. Right. Because if we don't don't start making an example, um, as you and I have talked about, the year 2010 is not far away.
9: It is not. And that will be the 20th anniversary of the ADA. I want to make sure that at least 2% of the federal government are people with severe disabilities. That would mean that would only mean fifty thousand people out of two point six million will be people with severe disabilities working in the federal government. I think that's a very, very modest goal. But I think uh, we I'll need tell to you, get there's there. our
2: you know, Doro gave a challenge to everyone that read the book to to you know, look, see what her father did. Be an example, and now we give you the challenge with Commissioner Griffin, who is doing this great thing with the LEAD Initiative. I give you the challenge to listen to what she's saying, follow in those footsteps. Remember, there's a reason the ADA was signed equality for all, justice for all, everyone, and you don't have that till you're employed. Employment means freedom, got to have employment. Commissioner Griffin, thank you for calling in, and we right, will make you. sure after this show is sent out that we we hope that we'll get it linked to your site also. Take care, Thank you, Joyce. All right, and listen, we, it was great. We had Commissioner Griffin. We had Dora Bush Cook. Go buy her book, My Father, My President. I will end, of course, with his quote that Marty mentioned earlier when he called, and that is the day he signed the Americans with Disabilities Act, former President Bush said, Let the shameful walls of exclusion finally come tumbling down. They're not down yet. Let's make it happen. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters.